Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Welcome, one and all, to Hobby Addicts. We are here to、uh, entreat you with our hobbies outside of anime, and we are now on episode number. Let's see here. It is episode 304, so welcome into the podcast. I am your host, Mitsugi. I'm joined by Mason. Mason, how are you? I am doing all right. It is a moderately questionable weekend over in Connecticut. It's kind of nice and also kind of not nice, depending on the roll of the die of the day. But I am doing well. Glad to be here. How was the wedding you went to last week?、Uh, it was pretty good. It was a nice, small, like 60 person wedding.、Um, very casual. They had、um, churros for dessert. So th- th- that's a win. We take that. That's kind of surprising. It's only a 60 person wedding, and you didn't even know the bride and groom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was that much more intimately out of place, if you will. So it was fun. Isn't it was that, isn't 60、time. people kind of a lot? No, my sister's wedding was in like 200 people. That's kind of.、Oh, uh, that's, it's not like the biggest, but it, it's, it's you know, on the bigger side. 60 people is a small wedding. Can、yeah. you think of all the people that. Well, you are getting married, but you're like eloping, so I guess it doesn't really count. <laughs> but can you imagine, like, okay, you got your parents, you got your spouse's parents, you got, you know, your brothers and sisters, you got your cousins, you got your best friends, and all that、I、stuff. Would, that、yeah. can easily amount to 60 people, depending on、it's, how big your family is. 60 kind of sounds like a lot, but when you consider, like, that's eight, eight people tables, you're like, it's not really like this grand experience. Like, but it was nice, it was quaint. It was cute. The ceremony took roughly seven minutes tops. Like it was、nice. bam, bam, let's get to the food. Let's、nice. get to just dancing. That is good. Like no, they did not waste anyone's time and it was lovely. No Catholic weddings, I see, as they can go for a while. And we also have Caroline today on the show. How are you, Caroline? Hi, hi. I'm all good. Just wish the weekend was longer because honestly, I don't want to wake up for work tomorrow.、Hmm. That makes sense. I'm just going to.、Uh, Doggy paddle my way through the week until March Madness starts again, which is on next Thursday. So, all right. Well, on Hobby Addicts this week,、um, I'm going to talk a little Elden Ring myself because I'm now, I have no idea how many hours, doesn't keep track. I'll say 20, 25. Okay. So you're just behind me. I'm level. You've had it for a lot less time. I'm roughly level 50. Okay. Yeah. Of course, there's a trick where you can jump from level one, one to 30 in about six minutes. So, Might mention that. We also have March Madness if we have time. We got Caroline. She's bringing Loki and the marvelous Mrs. Maisel,、uh, which are, I think, both are Marvel properties. And we have. Well, n- the bo- <laughs> well, that, no. That, no, that's、marvelous、a funny joke. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is not a Marvel property. <laughs> no, it should be, though. Have we talked about the marvelous Mrs. Maisel already? I did. Like, I mean, we don't have to talk about it too、now. much. No, we have not.、Uh, uh, we talked about it before. I, yes, we、day. talked about it before when I first watched the first couple episodes, but I finished it now. I've talked about it, it before. And I don't, 
I don't have to talk all that much about it. I just figured since I finished it last night, I'd throw it on the list. I couldn't decide if that was just, if we had actually talked about it or if that was just uh, from being absolutely just assaulted by marvelous Mrs. Maisel commercials on whatever service has that. I I mean, maybe. I guess But like, yeah, Mason's probably talked about it before I was here. And I talked about it once the once the season started this year. So, but I'm excited to hear the update on how sure. it concluded. If we can t- listen to Mitsuki talk for hours about every single video game he's ever played and platinumed, I can talk about the marvelous Mrs. Maisel a second time. <laughs> we also <laughs> yeah, have Mason, who's who went to the Mystic Aquarium, which should be really fun. And uh, also, we already knew this about him, but raised by wolves, the TV show, Narc Narc. Uh, where where would you guys like knark, to start knark, today? Knark, knark, knark. Let's give Caroline her her Loki, and okay. we can Loki. bask in our Elden Ring talk. All right, so Loki is another one of the you know the Marvel TV shows on Disney Plus. I've already seen WandaVision, but that's the only other Marvel show that I've uh, started and finished. Loki, I started like a couple weeks ago. It's been out for a little while though, and I had not a clue of what this show is going to be about other than the fact that Loki is in it. Um, So I started it up and, you know, basically the premise is is that during Infinity War, when they go back in time, Loki ends up, uh, when they've changed the past a little bit, Loki from the original Avengers movie ends up getting his hands on the Tesseract again. Uh, And that's not something that he was supposed to do, but because they messed with time, it was kind of like one of the fallouts from that. So once he took back the Tesseract, he got stopped by basically these time and space policemen. (laughs) So it's called the TVA, or like the Time Variant uh, Agency, Association, or whatever. So basically they are just, they're an organization trying to prevent any lapses in time or like things that are not supposed to happen and because uh, Loki did something that he was not supposed to do he's now known as a variant uh, and uh, you know captured by them and through some uh, you know this and that basically he starts uh, working with them trying to catch this other variant because it is actually uh, him in another uh, from another alternative timeline, like in another universe, basically. And I did not know that Loki was the first one to do the whole multiverse uh, plot line before Spider-Man did. Um, So, yeah, that was kind of interesting. I did not know that. And honestly, the first couple episodes, I was not really feeling this show. I had a lot more, I had a lot better expectations, I suppose, for it, because when I first started up, I'm like, why? I, I don't know. It's just the characters did not really jive with me like Loki's fine he's just Loki but the TVA agents I don't know if they're just poorly casted badly acted or badly written one of the Mm. three because to me it just felt off and like I was just not enjoying watching them they also got Owen Wilson to play one of the characters I'm like why why is he here (laughs) star power I was yeah, I know. Maybe. I mean, he's not really um, an A-lister anymore, probably. But I mean, I, I didn't even recognize his face. All I could do was recognize his voice. How about his nose? Um, you recognize the, his nose? Honestly, I did not really notice it. Um, did he have a mustache in this one? Maybe that's why I did not recognize him. His, his but, nose looks like it's been broken in about five places. Maybe it has. It probably has been. But, yeah, so... And still, by the end, I am not a huge fan of the TVA characters because they just, I don't know. One of those three reasons, again, 
But the show was saved for me by the appearance of the female Loki because she was awesome and I love her and I did not expect okay so this might be like spoiler territory just so you know skip ahead 15 seconds if you don't want to hear this um but I did not expect Loki to fall in love with himself the female version and yet I still love them together they are just adorable and I love them yeah it does seem on brand very narcissistic Um, to the degree (laughs) that it's literally the definition I'm surprised I mean they aren't they aren't even really all that similar you know they just they are both called Loki, but whatever. So they got better as the episodes went on. Then the last episode or two kind of just fell off for me again. The middle part was probably my favorite when it was between Loki and the female Loki. So yeah, and they come and they're coming out with the season two as well. So maybe that's why I wasn't really feeling the last couple episodes because it wasn't really wrapping up anything. It was just leaving you off with a cliffhanger, basically. So I will definitely watch season two, though, especially if there's more female Loki. I'm surprised we're even getting Loki. Hasn't it been like 15 years since he appeared last? No, because he was in Ragnarok. Oh, well. that, like, that came out in 2018, 2019, 2017, maybe that's just, around there. Maybe that's just me expressing my inner desires. I, uh, inner desires of what? I am unable to watch anything. Not getting more Loki? Yeah, I am unable to, <laughs> to watch anything which contains Tom Hiddleston. So I have. Uh, Why? Uh, I think I'd rather not go into detail about that. It's just better for my health to be to do this. It's a personal choice. I, uh, for my own safety, I had to make that choice one, a long time ago. Did, did you have a bad experience personally he, with Tom Hiddleston? He might have touched me in a private place. I, but you know. Oh. Bitsky gets so aroused upon seeing him that he just can't contain it. Pretty much. No, it's. <laughs> Yeah. I think uh, I was trying not to go there, but um, you know, I'm confused. I, I shed yeah. my skin like a okay. like a like a werewolf in the movie theater and lose my shit. It's, it's not good. Is this <laughs> is this a love thing or a hate thing? There, there, uh, well, that that's a uh, lesson for the viewer yeah, to the, uh, discover for themselves. Is this like a, a love and hater? Love and hater just are, are are nothing if but not two two sides of the same coin, Caroline. I'm okay. So. There's two sides of the same boner, if you will. Let's move on. I don't understand what's happening anymore. <laughs> anyway, um, well, thank you for that. I'm sure lots of people are watching Loki. There's no doubt about well, it. Well, I'm sure a lot of people have already finished it. It came out last year. I'm just very late to the party. <laughs> well, I have finished and are probably still watching, too. So, um, Speaking Elden of Ring. love and hate, the same thing. Yes. Elden Ring, yeah. Indeed. Elden Ring, um, the only thing anybody talks about on the games channel of our Discord for the last two weeks the um what is there to say about own ring that has not already been said hmm. uh i guess my personal thoughts are um if you like dark souls you will love elden ring it's pretty much very much a dark souls game so uh 100 it's it's um and i guess it's i don't know if it's more polished or less polished or the same polish as like bloodborne or dark souls 3 or whatever but it feels about the same to me uh, I know some people were getting like pissed off because it didn't have like a retina melting graphics or whatever. But honestly, that's that's never really been something I've cared about. So, um, you know, it's just and not it's important. not something that From Software has ever relied on or hinted yeah. at caring about. Yeah, so it's not Final Fantasy. I think it looks fine. Yeah, I don't. I think it looks fine. I'm still playing on a 1080p screen. I don't really care. I probably never will care. I'm never going to be up to date with with the graphics, and and that's fine. But uh, are you on uh, PS4? 
I'm still playing it on PS. I'm playing it on PS4. Yeah, and I picked okay. Samurai as my build, um, mostly because I wanted to have a bow. So I, at least from the start, so I so I chose Samurai, which is basically a, a, a dexterity melee fighter with a with a bow. And um, it's it's been working pretty well so far. Um, you know, I it it take it, it's been taking me forever to figure out like how to all the different game mechanics, um, mostly. Probably one because Dark Souls tells you almost nothing, and two because when they do tell you little blurbs, I tend to just click through them, and I don't know why. It's my it's to my own detriment. <laughs> but um, you know, the bow is the bow is pretty cool. I, it took me like ten hours to figure out that I could do a, a move with it called Mighty Shot, which is pretty much the reason to have the bow in the first place. You can pick off most like small enemies in one shot with it, um, and otherwise, you know, I I've pretty much always picked the sword fighter for all these for all the dark souls games i tend to pick up like a healing magic later in the game to kind of mm-hmm. supplement and but for whatever reason I've, I've always picked melee fighters and i did read that it's vastly easier to just pick the the um like astrologist or whatever because that's the mage because you can just apparently mow down most enemies with the, with magic um including the bosses i mean you can become anything from any starting class right. like i put no onus because I, you can you gain level so quickly in this game that you can respec at any point that I think starting classes don't matter. But I also went all melee. I haven't shot a single projectile this entire game so far. Yeah. Uh, bow or magic otherwise. But um, you, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, though. Like, that's how I always play. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the bow is okay. It's not really... It's not the majority of, of the gameplay at this point, I would say. Um, and you're right. You can pretty much become. You could you could pick a samurai and become a mage a mage if you want. But I mean, yeah. The the only real reason I would say people and most people know this already to not do that is that they've they pre-assign your stat points into various things that they think represent like what a samurai would be or what a you know what a what a cleric would be or whatever. And so you you get to have less stat points in magic probably at the end of the day if you pick. Do you not you do like well-rounder stats at all, or do you put them all in like no. one or two things? So I'm pretty much loading sixty um, percent into dexterity, twenty percent in endurance, and twenty percent in um, vigor. So okay, I'm pretty much a high damage dealing guy with with and with du- with durability supplemented. Um, yeah, but, but you know, there's um, but just just as advice for people that are playing, um, and you may choose not to do this if you wish, but. Um, I, I, I love grinding in Dark Souls. It's one of the things that makes me enjoy Dark Souls is grinding, and somehow you still don't feel like you get stronger even after you grind a bunch of levels. But mm-hmm. I saw a video last night that I followed. I posted it on the Discord. I think it's really helpful for people that want to play the game and don't want to be in- intensely frustrated. But there is, um, there is a class called Wretch, which has no armor or equipment whatsoever. It starts off with the lowest stats. It's the only class that starts level one. And when you play that class, you pretty much get wrecked by anything if you actually get hit. But there is a non-cheating, non-glitchy, non-whatever method to easily obtain 100,000 souls or runes or whatever you want to call it in the game pretty easily. There's a video by a guy named ESO. It's on YouTube. You basically pick up the horse. You go get your horse. You ride the horse through like a ton of fog of war and you just bleed an enemy to death that's like deep deep in like the fog of war late game and he'll drop mm-hmm. 100,000 souls. So if you wanted to play wretch so you could fully allocate your souls the way just the way you want but you don't want to get um 
you know, but you don't want to get your ass handed to you for the first like you know five hours of the game. You can just go pick up the hundred thousand souls. Honestly, without fail, like there's no skill required whatsoever. It's almost like doesn't that kind of ruin the point of playing as a level one character? (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just doesn't ruin it for me. Yeah, and that's an option. I'm just saying it for people that want to do that. Like, um, it's there, uh, and uh, you'll probably go from level one to level thirty. You know, (laughs) so personally, the game is so hard that um, you know I don't really I don't really mind getting an edge. Um, Although I will say the game is definitely. I would say it's probably the easiest Dark Souls game that they've ever made. Um, I've fought two major bosses so far, and they both came with, like, summon people that, like, come in and fight with you, and you can also summon, like, wolves to fight with you. So I'm, I'm standing here with, like, like four or five the summons. The whole squad. The whole squad of these summons just, like, distracting the enemy while I stand back in the corner and just blast them with arrows or walk behind him and pin him with my sword. Um, and I don't really recall that from prior Dark Souls. Um I also don't require there being so many checkpoints. Like, you know, in the prior games, there were bonfires you'd light. And this game, like, there's there's a billion of these bonfires. Like, you know, you don't have to do a whole lot to get to the next one. Um, yeah, I would say the two things, and I think we talked about one of these, but that really make this game better for most people is, one, it just gives you more options. Dark Souls, you had to fight a certain way. You had to turtle behind a shield. Bloodborne, you had to fight a way. You had to be aggressive in their face. Sekiro, you had to fight a certain way. And... Perry, where this game lets you not only just in how you approach the world and what order you take it in, but like you can be just a guard counter boy. You can do a parry boy. You can be a riposte boy. You can do so many different ways it lets you engage with the mechanics that if something isn't working, you can choose the style that just best fits you. And the other one is just with all these checkpoints, some of them are just a lot closer to the boss. So when you die, that run back is five seconds instead of five minutes. And it's way less frustrating it's true yeah i mean most of the time it's not much of an effort to get back to you know wherever you wherever you died last or whatever um i think uh honestly i think this is probably a much more appealing game to most dark souls to most players even if you've played dark souls again um you know it's open world doesn't really require you to do anything in, in any specific order like mason said you can play any way you want um, and pretty much have success eventually. The uh, I I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the horse in this game. I think the horse kind of breaks the game a little bit. Uh, I complained about this on Discord and immediately got dogpiled by like seven people. So I guess I'm all. Oh, alive. I haven't even looked at the game channel on Discord. I should do that right now. Well, I mean, so that was like ages ago. I don't know where you'd, where you'd find that, but you know, because like you can get because the enemies in Dark Souls in this game are just as dumb as the enemies in the other Dark Souls games, like. They, they have a very narrow field of view. They don't see very far. Um, it takes them forever to react to you when you get near them. And they're slow moving. So if you're on this horse, like, they can't touch you. Like, you can pretty much run anywhere in the map from, your, from, from level one and just pick up every item, see everything there is to see, uh, because the horse just lets you run past absolutely everything in the game. There's no... There's nothing to stop you, basically, because in, in the old dark in the old Dark Souls games, you would you would go in a linear path, you would hit a you'd run into a boss that effectively was a wall. You'd have to you'd have a hurdle you'd have to clear, then you'd clear the hurdle, and then you continue down the linear path. This game, it's like you would just see a boss like randomly sitting in some grass somewhere, but like you can just run right past him, and that's basically how you can get the hundred K souls right off the bat because the game doesn't really 
um, like lock you out or anything. There's no door that you have to open to go to continue on. There's no like skill check or anything like that. So honestly, people are going to like that better. Probably. Um, I've heard people say, Oh, it's like breath of the wild, which I didn't play, but you know, it's open world. So, you know, it's, a lot like all the other. I mean, I like games. that because yeah. it's just more options. I love giving people options. So I'm the guy. The second I see a boss, I, I'm like, okay, no summons, no horse. Like I, I tried to play it in a way that I think is not that makes me any better or anything. I that's just how I like approaching. Yeah. I like having that difficulty. But someone can stand back and cheese, or someone can be like, nope, and just skip right by it. And I love how all of that is valid and all of that is fine. Yeah, I'm terrible at these games, so I'll take whatever edge I can get, but. I don't yeah, find for sure. I don't find the horse to be very like the con. I I'm I'm even I'm even worse when I'm on the horse. Like I can't fight on the horse. I'm just. I mean, terrible. it's just knowing that you have to wind up your swing in advance. Yeah. But I just don't find that fun. Like being I just the, don't being enjoy the, being on the horse. Yeah, I don't So either. I don't do it, even if it does give me an edge. No, I don't either. I mean, it does help. I guess they had to give they had to give us a horse because if they're going to make it open world. It would have taken forever to run from spot to spot even though there's a trillion like teleport checkpoints or whatever you can you can jump mm-hmm. right to but i mean overall i'd say the game is pretty pretty fantastic you know i think it even it even combines some elements from bloodborne's like chalice dungeons there's a lot of like little dungeons in this game that feel mm-hmm. a lot like bloodborne like if you played like they're not absolutely as, yeah they're not as big as the ones in bloodborne but they still at least not the ones i've seen but they still have the feel of it there's like a little boss at the bottom usually um and I think that's really neat because everyone loves dungeon crawling. Like that's, you know, always a, you know, one of those things that people want, people want to have in their game. So I think and it's we excellent. We should mention, yep. I think we're both like 25, 30 hours in, both around level 50. Mm-hmm. So we still have a lot of the game to go. Um, I don't want to get into specifics, but I also love going into work and talking with people about this game and having wildly different stories based on, oh, oh I went okay. left. Oh, I went right. Well, where'd you end up? Oh, I found this thing. And like, so I'm not trying to look up spoilers or anything like that, but I love talking with people and finding out, oh, you can do this. Like, I didn't even know you could upgrade your summons. Like, I didn't know that was an option. I knew that, but I haven't done it, done it yet. Like, I don't know, like most things in this game, I know I can do it. I just have no clue how, (laughs) basically. Mm -hmm. So I need to, though, because they are there. They are useful. But do you have any particularly interesting stories from your coworkers? I mean, essentially, I am someone who, when I come to a path, I always hug the left wall. So yeah. if you look at the massive map, I've gone left, and I got to the Stormvale Castle, and I went left, and I hugged up around the... Um, so, which is kind of in... Or the, the Magic Academy, which is all kind of in the way the path leads with the, like, indicator markers... But that's just because when you're holding a controller, when you your right hand controls the analog stick, which is the camera. So when it's easier to push that from right to left with your right hand than pull it. So it's just a literal like mechanics thing that makes me want to go left because I will guide the camera in that way. Whereas my coworker, he went right at the beginning and he found all these teleportation chests. Yeah. He found all these different bosses and we were just like we are not having the same experience at all. No, yeah. But he was able to like be like, hey, when you get here, keep an eye out for this. And I like that word of mouth way of playing the game because there's so much to uncover. Um, it's a blast. It's true. Um, I'd say, 
one of the best things I've found about seen in the game so far is I think the I think the Stormville Castle is phenomenal. I think it's it's huge. It's that's it's the closest to old school DS. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's huge. It's convoluted. It's I almost I mean, depending on your play style, if you if you aren't if you aren't like a tried and true sort of like do it by yourself, no advantages player, like getting a map might not be terrible because the map is the place is huge. You're you're absolutely gonna miss a ton of shit in there. Uh, for sure like you're just not there's there's like stuff you find by by walking on surfaces that look like bugs like there's stuff you you will miss things so like getting a map is not a terrible idea but there's a it's just a lot of uh it's almost like this hedge maze of just this carnival of chaos sort of and i don't know i i think the game is great i don't know if i like it better than like bloodborne for example i think it's just as good as the other dark souls the reviews are notably better but i don't really find the game to be really any better or worse than the other dark souls games to be honest um i'd uh, put it above dark souls below bloodborne okay yeah i can see that yeah i can see that how about sekiro where does sekiro land Mm, i i feel like i need more time with elden ring okay to see where it goes i'm only like i said 30 hours in and i really enjoy most of it there's a couple things a couple gripes i've had but for the most part it's been good and i I'm excited to get to some of the bigger, juicier, meteor bosses. Are you still in the starting? I can't. I keep hearing like, "Oh, the starting area," you know, or whatever. Um, I don't know where that ends. Like, I have a map. I've been to most of it. It's very large, but I don't know if that's all, if all of that is described as Limgrave or if there's like, you know, a uh, a whole another map that I haven't seen. So I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But. So, like, Limgrave is, like, the main internal continent. Um, There's, like, the Weeping Peninsula down to the right. There's, like, Cain, I think it's called, over to the right. Um, And then up to the left is kind of getting through Stormvale is, like, the pinch point. Once you're through Stormvale, there's the big, like, lake area. Mm -hmm. I think that's a separate area in Limgrave. Yeah, so the next thing I'm going to do is do go through all the, all the tiny dungeons if I can find them all, and then I'll do Limgrave after that. So, Or I'll do uh, Stormvale after that. So it's been good. It's worth playing. It's still it's still difficult. Uh, it's not as difficult, but still pretty difficult. So if you're easily frustrated and you never played Dark Souls before, I don't know, maybe not for, maybe not the right way to go. Right, the get, Maybe not the right game, but... Um, Better than... Um, not to say that everything is a comparison, but enjoying it more than uh, Horizon... Um, yeah, yeah, it's nice, you know, it's, I don't know, it's somehow having no story, which is pretty much what Elden Ring has, is, um, somehow better than the story (laughs) from Horizon, so I guess sometimes no story is better than a terrible story, so, um, okay, that's about it for Elden Ring, it's pretty good, I'm gonna play it tonight, and, uh, gonna keep chugging my way through it. Nice, you might get to the end before me, I've just been so busy... Yeah, with life and hockey and all all the things that are going on, where I just have not had time to play, and it pains me because that's all I want to do in life is yeah. play Elden Ring. Yeah. How dare life get in the way of I Elden know. Ring? Something, some being an adult is uh, no fun. I must say that's okay. I'm in no rush. I'm enjoying getting to jump in for a little bit, knock out a quick dungeon, do a little bit of exploration, just get a little bit further in the world, see something funny, see a massive uh, turtle in a funny hat. Ha ha ha. I oh, love Elden yeah. Ring. Best game ever. 
Speaking of um, turtles and, and, and aquatic life. Oh, my goodness. You read my segue perfectly. Boom. I, uh, instead of seeing the new Jujutsu Kaisen movie this weekend, uh, I went to Mystic Aquarium. Where's that? It is, spoilers, in Mystic, Connecticut. <laughs> wow. It's literally. <laughs> That's a cool name that for is, a town. Is cool. It is. It's actually kind of a neat little town. It's like a, a seaport that kind of, you know, it connects to, you know, the, the the sound and the Atlantic Ocean. So it was kind of a big hub of maritime activities back in the day. And it's kind of turned into a nice little kitschy downtown area that has, you know, cute shops and pastries and desserts and oysters and all that kind of goodness that you expect out of New England tourism. But they also have a quite large aquarium, the Mystic Aquarium, which I'd never been to. I've never heard of until uh, like a couple weeks ago where someone's like, hey, there is a cool aquarium there and you can pet stingrays. And I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Have either of you petted stingrays before? I have. They're very silky smooth. At SeaWorld. Yeah, I had never. They're kind of like a mix of velvet and rubber and slime, but (laughs) in a comforting kind of way. (laughs) <laughs> like there is like a residue like they're not obviously they're in water they're not dry but they're not i don't know there's you kind of want to like rub your face against them but like also did you, 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 <laughs> did you do it? About it. i don't know uh yeah i we also you did uh me and a couple other friends bopped on down there the Bop. tickets if you're in the area were like 35 40 bucks they're a little much for kind of the size of it i'm excited to see how it compares to the Georgia Aquarium in May when I go to that. So we'll get, this is part one of aquarium reviews with Mason. <laughs> nice. But Why the hell um, not? Yeah, so we went there and you start off, we saw some beluga whales, which were trolling us because it was this massive tank because, uh, spoiler alert, beluga whales are still, you know, moderately good size. So they need lots of room to circulate. And no matter where we went, we, the beluga whales were just on the other side. And then we'd move a bit, and then they would move to where we just were. And then we'd move a bit, and, like, we just couldn't... They were just afraid of us or something. I don't know. They have that echolocation. They know where you are at all times. They heard me screaming out for them, and they're like, we're going to stay away from that boy. (laughs) So we saw that, and then we saw some sea lions, and they were flipping and flapping around. They were having a grand old time. And we saw some other sea lions, which were, like, I think called stellar sea lions. They're, like, the biggest, largest seals out there. Were they stellar? They were phenomenal. We're talking like two to five thousand pounds of Holy just wow. just big chunky lads. Poor penguins. Yeah. Uh, we saw some penguins. They weren't. They were African penguins, I believe. Were they being so a little eaten? bit smaller than emperor ones, but there was a whole lot of them, and they were cute. And they were. I was happy. Are they the colorful ones? Um, no. Or are they, they just the teeny tiny ones? They're teeny tiny ones, like a foot okay. and a half tall, maybe. Yeah, because there's these other ones with very colorful uh, feathers on their head, or whatever you would call them. Yeah, no, it's not one of those. These are All just right. little boys, like uh, aquatope penguins. Oh, yeah. So sorry, ha- sorry. Did aquatrope aqua- penguins. Did aquatope get you well prepared for this oh, trip? Um, it did. I, I learned... No, actually, not really. Um, I don't know. Like, I do see that aquariums are big, extravagant things, so I kind of see where they're coming from. But I didn't really appreciate any more or less the aquarium for 
what it was with my knowledge of that show, you know? So you did not uh, My experience was not tweet. Experience. You did not witness teenage girls feeding penguins for the first time. And slipping and falling. No, I did not. Oh, so disappointing. There Very. are, like, I think you can buy, like, extra bonus special time VIP tickets to, like, do things, like, encounter animals by, like, getting to touch, uh, like, the whales or the penguins or stuff like that and feed them. I don't know. But I did not do that. But we saw penguins. That, those were pretty cool. We saw... Um, these massive Japanese spider crabs, uh, which are like the body of the crab is like moderately sized, but they're these are the ones with like the super long legs. The thing of nightmares, isn't it? It is. It's <laughs> quite frightening. If you don't want to be scared right now, if you're listening right before bedtime, look up uh, Japanese spider crabs, and they're kind of spooky. But they were just chilling. Did they you were, know that they, they boys. they've pulled them up from the Tokyo Bay eating human bodies? Like, oh my like god! Still attached to the body, yeah. Hell yeah! It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, <laughs> Whoa! Look at those pinchers. Yeah, okay. yeah, they're they're big boys. Can you imagine eating crab legs? Takahashi like Kani is what they're called. Ooh, nice. Uh, yeah, crab. I was like, oh, we were like at we were on our way to the aquarium. And we were like, what should we get for dinner afterwards? And we were like, seafood. Let's. And then when we went there, I'm like, oh, we should eat crab now because these guys were. They would have fed a family of four for days. This guy looks like he has the bigger wingspan than a bald eagle. I think I think the Japanese spider crabs have like the longest leg span out of any. Compared to its body? I don't know about that... compared to their body, but like, uh, what are they, anthropods? Arth- arthropods? They are. Yes, right, it has the largest leg span of any arthropod. I read that said on, through Wikipedia. The, on the little Jesus, plaque so next to their thing. Yeah, they're frightening. They were cool, though. 18 uh, I wish feet but apparently wide. They are around. pretty friendly. Apparently, they're friendly. 18 as long feet. as you're not in Tokyo Bay. You know how big 18 feet is? That's fucking big. It's about 18 feet. That's longer than your car, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Quote unquote, they are pretty much incapable of harming a human being. They can eat a corpse. Aww, see, they're just good <laughs> boys. I knew it. Yeah, everybody's a good Best boy. Best boy, Japanese spider crab. Uh, yes, put, can, put that on the uh, tournament bracket. I mean, you can eat anything if you try hard enough. Maybe it's not the most appetizing crab. You, you can milk anything with nipples, Greg. <laughs> can you eat... Japanese spider crab. I'm sure you can. I doubt it's... It, this crab is indeed edible, yeah. but you probably Yay. won't find it on the menu of your local Red Lobster anytime soon. It has just enough crab meat in the Liz legs for, for, for a man like Mason. Indeed. Crab they have after a unique my own taste stomach. and texture, which makes them a delicious treat. I've never seen mm-hmm. them in restaurants ever. I bet it's, I bet it's really expensive. <laughs> it's probably stupid. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, how would you even cook that? You wouldn't have a pot big enough to put that I in. I don't know. Japanese people go through, like, you know, they'll they'll pay, like, 500 bucks to eat puffer fish, which probably isn't even good and might kill you. It's not. It's not that good. There you go. You've had it? I've had a little bit. Yeah, when I went to Japan before um, before everyone else arrived for the trip. I've still I got never, a little bit. I've still never had it, but it, it can't the, be worth the, the money. Fugu. Fugu. It's, 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 like, 40 bucks, and you can get a... It's very rubbery and bland. Yeah. Ooh, rubbery and bland. Well, that sounds good. And they're so cute. I had eel once, and that was actually pretty good. Eel's amazing. Eel's is like top tier. That's S tier 
sushi material. Yeah, maybe it's normal for everybody else. Maybe it's not as normal for me. <laughs> I I strongly recommend eel, and it's not like fishy. So even if you're not into like yeah. the fishy taste, it's oh yeah, eel's amazing. All right. Did you see any jellyfish? That's what I'm. I'm always mesmerized I, by them. Yes, tons of jellyfish there. They had little boys, big boys, majestic boys, and they had on every tank like a how like poisonous is this thing oh yeah even though it was funny because like, <laughs> that's what I think, you really want to know how bad yeah, will this that's hurt all me? i wanted to know it's funny because like they were really selling you on the jellyfish with this big thing that's like jellyfish no heart no brain no like anything it's just like 90 percent water and pain but they are <laughs> yeah. fascinating neurotoxins um have you ever heard of upside down jellyfish mitts um i think i've seen them they literally are upside down right yeah, so yeah. I was, like, reading what kinds they had there. They had, I don't even know all the types of ones, but one of them was called Upside Down Jellyfish. And I in my head, it. I'm like, oh, it just, I don't know, why didn't, it just looks like it's upside down. Like, yeah. well, you just turn your head upside down and it'll look like a regular jellyfish. No. No, not even close. These things are, like, like stuck to the bottom of the tank. <laughs> and just, like, still doing the jellyfish, like, you know, inhale exhalation where it like does that hypnotic motion but it's just plowing into the ground and it just looks like an upside down jellyfish but just not the way you would expect and they, i was like wow it, it is what it is they, they just have a bad <laughs> sense of sense. direction yeah they're just going towards the core of the earth constantly uh and it was kind of neat um they had sharks they had the stingrays, which I mentioned, we talked about. The clownfish, they had a big sea turtle that was just way more mobile than you would expect. Hmm. Uh, it was good. I had a fun time. It was like an hour and a half, two hours, so not a super long thing. We didn't go to any of the shows or exhibits besides the stingray touch pool, but it was fun. And then we went out and we explored Mystic, and it was all right. But that's, uh, that's what I did. Sea turtles must be... If you have like a list of animals that can live in the water and on land, sea turtles must be the ones that plummet the the most, have the biggest disparity in mobility depending on where they're located. If you think about it, they're just not built to be on the, on land. They they weigh a million pounds. Uh, <laughs> they have these tiny little legs. That's pretty funny. They're cute. Let's see. Let me let me, let me I'm looking through my photos that I took. I took so many absolutely awful photos at this place. Yeah, it's Let's so bad to I'm take missing. good photos at an aquarium. Let's see if I'm missing any really good. Um, there was a feeding tank, which for in like one of just normal fish exhibits, that was just like a bundle of leaves, that was just like on a fish hook that fishes were going in. Oh, um, we saw a moray eel. Those are like the really kind of derpy looking mm-hmm. eels. Uh, yeah, he was just very this derpy. big yellow boy that was like flopping his head out up on the top of these rocks and just hanging out, looking, living the dream. And it was very funny. And more eels like look frightening, but then they're also kind of they're silly. They look in the so same silly. Way. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember uh, when good. I went to the Boston Aquarium last year, we were really excited to go see the shark tank and. Mm-hmm. They were not open at the time we were there, oh, no. and it was disappointing. I mean, what we, of course, had a great time there. would they have been? Do you know? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I would imagine, you know, the nurse sharks, which are pretty, you know, low-key. Uh, I don't know if they ha- would have more sharks in a more you know, dangerous kind of uh, tank, but yeah. 
I yeah, I don't know because I didn't see it. But that's, that's it was a, a good bummer. time anyway. Yeah, they had whale or not uh they had the sand tiger sharks here, like which are nurse sharks, I believe. But that's kind of like the big you... draw of Georgia is the whale shark that I'm hyped for. Oh yeah, that sounds awesome. They must be massive. I mean they are the largest fish. Yeah. In the world. Are they considered a fish or since they're aren't no, they're not yeah, they're mammals. Fish. No, never mind. Yeah, they're they're fish boys. But yeah, they're fishy fish. Big. Big boys. Let me let me see. Big old chonkers. Like fifteen meters. Holy that's, shit. That's that's pretty big. I don't even know what that is in feet. It's like like sixty feet? Uh, uh, it's, the the largest yeah. confirmed individual whale shark had a length of eighteen point eight meters, sixty one point seven feet. Jeez, wowza! It's like a five story building. That's how would you wowza. like to have that thing chasing you down? That's <laughs> oh, fuck that. Can we all agree that like aquatic animals are infinitely more scary and fascinating than land animals? Well, the ocean is because scary. of it. It is scary. Fucking a, yeah. I mean, you've seen those deep sea fish. Fuck that crazy it's insane that like things actually live down there at all yeah they're wild i don't even want to be i don't want you to be near me if you can live at the bottom of like 10 miles of water like screw that if you're at the bottom of the mariner trench i don't want you near me so <laughs> but i know there's something down there for sure it's just too damn it scary the conspiracy theory wise <laughs> like yeah. is that the lost city of atlantis <sighs> probably I don't know how we'll get down there, but... All right, here we go. Is there a lost city under the sea that is, like, functioning and, like, full of... Mer people? Definitely uh, not. Aquatic (laughs) people. It's on a scale of 1 to 10. 10 is absolutely 1 is probably not. Everyone on 3, we're going to say our number, okay? 1, 2, 3, 2. 1? Man, (laughs) you guys are haters. Well, I mean, well, it's, just full of fish. it's just full of normal fish. There's definitely ancient cities that are underwater, but not. I am not. I'm gonna guess that there are not humanoid beings down there I never running said human, the place. No, I just said fish. Mason, fish if there if if there were, we would have found fish it. Community. If, we would have found it and ruined it a long time ago. If it, if oh, it, we have <laughs> we've explored like such a small percent of like the true abyss of the. Well, sure, but I don't imagine that there could be intelligible life in the. What Deep are you talking sea? about? I've heard there's schools down there. Oh my god! What about sonar? What is stuff? wrong with you? That's, oh come on! That, that was an A plus setup for that joke. You have to appreciate <laughs> that. Well then, okay. Well, um, I think we have more stuff to talk about than we actually had time for today because we only got to about half of it. But uh, we have we we hey we're all set for for next week. Next week, I'm definitely going to talk about the um, Final Fantasy VII remake concert. Which I uh, the orchestra that I went to on Friday was pretty neat. I waited for over two years for this concert because COVID, and um, it was it was a good time. We'll talk about talk about that next time, and uh, I assume Mason, you'll want to talk about raised we're raised by wolves. No, not in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, we'll have the marvelous Mrs. Mazel at a minimum. So. We'll see. I mean, considering I've already talked about it once, if I don't have anything else to talk about next week, then sure. Wow. I guess you just never know what we'll end up talking about. You never know. You never know. And of course, there's always March Madness if anybody remotely gives a shit. So, okay. That's about it, guys, for today. I, uh, you know, I appreciate you as always. And we're, we're here to make that commute a little better for one day a week. So, hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next time. See you later.
Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>